Free Guy stars Ryan Reynolds as a background character in a video game, who becomes self-aware and begins to challenge the world around him. It's a later film with plenty of comedy and outrageous action, so let's see if it's worth checking out. Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we watch a sci-fi movie, we talk about it. This episode in particular is a vote winner uh, over at patreon.com slash TV. The voting tier, you get to vote on a, an episode once per month. And this winner was, uh, th- it was like three Ryan Reynolds movies, I think I put in the vote. So it was a bit of a weird choice. Uh, but Free Guy was the winner, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Free Guy. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into the spoilers. But the uh, basic gist of it is that Ryan Reynolds plays an NPC in a video game. If you don't know what that is, if you're not a video game player, uh, that means a non-player character or non-playable characters. Uh, what I used to always say, but um, it's uh, you know just a background character who realizes and sort of becomes more self-aware and starts to question his, his surroundings and uh there's a whole a whole plot about the people in the real world who developed the game as well that sort of becomes the backbone of the story but that's the basic gist of it so um that's a free guy now i hadn't seen this before I, this was a, a first time watch for me but you had seen this before is that right that is correct i wasn't planning on seeing it because i'm not the biggest round ryan reynolds fan i think i'm just kind of over him i think i've been over him for a while and uh but I had a bunch of friends who were like, we're going to go see this. So if you want to hang out, that's what we're doing. And I said, sure. And I went in with very low expectations. Yeah, I uh, I went in with low expectations because it's a Netflix movie, uh, which I, I guess got a theatrical release because you said you saw it in the theater. I didn't know that. <laughs> it is a Netflix movie. It's a Disney movie. Right? Because it's on Disney+. Plus. I thought it was a Netflix. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a Disney movie. It I makes sense. I mean, I don't blame you for thinking that because... It feels like a Netflix movie, I guess, is what I'm trying well, to say. It, Ryan Reynolds does a lot of Netflix garbage, right? Well, uh, one of the other options was a Netflix movie that had almost the exact same poster as this one, with Ryan Reynolds in the same place. Let me just find what that movie was. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of references to it, Marvel and even Star Wars in this, yeah. so I think, yeah. Uh, the Adam Project is what I'm thinking of, which has almost mm-hmm. the exact same poster with him in the same place in the frame, but that's a Netflix movie. Um... I thought this felt like a Netflix movie, funnily enough, but... I mean, better budget. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, it looks better than most Netflix movies I've seen. Not from a cinematography point of view. From from a, like, effects budget point of view, I'll, 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 I'll agree with you. But from, like, a, how much good does this movie look as a movie? <laughs> I won't agree. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was uh, was uh, very mediocre to pretty shit by the end, to be honest. So I wasn't that into it. Uh, but you were more positive, so please, you start us off. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you told me that before I gave my opinion. I, I already said I thought it felt like a Netflix movie. That basically was a giant neon sign saying, meh. <laughs> yeah, maybe because I had low expectations, but um, I actually enjoyed the film. I think... The, the humor is about 50-50 for me, um, but I enjoy the character of Guy. Um, I think the, the other, the other storyline that's going on um, with like the programmers and stuff is okay, 
I will say this: the first movie that I absolutely hate Taika Waititi in. Yeah, like, I, I don't just, like him in this. I think he's terrible either. in this. Um, you can tell but, that he didn't write his own like lines. Like this feels like someone else's voice that he's. I, I think out. a lot of this felt like improv, but he was given a character and he went with it, and he just went way too far with it. And it oh, just maybe, doesn't yeah. fit him. It could be the opposite, yeah. It could be him just goofing around on set and everyone around him be like, yeah, that's great, that's great, yeah, we'll include all this because yeah. it's fantastic. And it's The only line he had that mildly, and I I mean mildly, was when he he made up, like he was comparing something to KFC and he said like uh, Alabama boiled... Uh, turkey? Turkey or something, Albuquerque yeah. Albuquerque boiled turkey. Albuquerque boiled, that's what it was because it rhymed and it was mildly amusing because of that. Uh, yes, but I agree. That, 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 that was basically that. it. Uh, yeah, I my my thing with this, and it's kind of ironic given the movie's about like an AI character becoming more intelligent and self aware. But this movie, to me, the more like it was fine and inoffensive at, at the start, and it was going on, it was doing kind of Truman Show in a video game set and kind of plot. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is all whatever. Um, it was a bit light and fluffy for me, so I wasn't super into it. But I didn't really have anything to super complain about beyond just it feeling a bit generic. But as it was going on, it started to really, with all the references it started to bring in and, you know, all all that stuff, I was like, this feels it was like it was written by AI. Like, this feels like an algorithm that sort of took all the popular things and put them into a blender and is making references and it's doing jokes. Some of the humor's a bit out of date. Some of the humor feels a bit juvenile. Some of the... Uh, like the action set pieces just feel like something that I've complained about a lot with blockbusters recently is like CG vomit where it's just oh, everything's just like falling apart and there's just nothing but CG in the screen is you know the, the world's crumbling and things like that uh, and I just you know it's kind of so the action scenes I didn't really get much out of they all just kind of felt a little bit fluffy to me um, I think this is kind of like a, a weird trend I'm noticing is that any sort of movie that's about something inside a video game I don't think I like most of them because uh, Ready Player One, I felt kind of similar about. I, this feels very Ready Player One to me in terms of how I feel about it. It's like, oh, it's a bunch of... Re- it's not as many references, because Ready Player One obviously was off the charts as far as referencing other stuff goes. But, you know, it's got a lot of references. It's doing... Uh, you know, it's got real Twitch streamers in it for, like... You know, like Truman Show, you get the cuts to people watching TV. This has kind of like that, but it's, like, cutting to Twitch streamers. Although... It still has, like, cut into, like, Times Square with people watching, like, stuff in the video game play out, and that felt like... I felt like a disconnect there, because I'm like, there is no precedent for anyone, like, treating, like, what happens in an MMO as, like, yeah. news. Oh, yeah, I totally but, you know. I, agree, I agree with that. All the scenes of, like, the like people just watching intensely as stuff was yeah. happening. Especially when you get, like... Um, is it Ninja and, like, Pokimane? I think there's the only two that... Ninja's the only names. one I recognized, but I'm going to assume that they're all real streamers, just because yeah. it felt like what it would do. I think those are the only two that I've heard of, and I think they're having them in the movie, and I want to say there were actual newscasters that were real life also. Oh, in sure, current maybe, day, yeah. make me go, like, okay, so this is happening today, and nobody, this game it doesn't exist, so, like, why would an MMO be on it? like Times square screen <laughs> yeah it makes no sense they try and treat it like oh you get this like rising happens because stuff starts but so 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 and this is not spoiling too much but part of the the movie is that ryan Reynolds' character is an npc who starts like stopping players from hurting the npcs and it's kind of this meta like wink wink like mm-hmm. you know technically in a video game we all just do whatever we want because a video game doesn't matter uh, but it kind of like inspires a movement of people reacting hey there's this guy in a blue shirt who's like saving everyone and it's like, kind of noble and stuff and it's like on the news and i'm like this no one would care like this would be something that maybe like reddit 
about you know, the Reddit, the subreddit for that video game would talk about it. <laughs> that, that's about it. Like it would never spread beyond that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, or Twitch streamers, which they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Twitch, like, I didn't necessarily like those bits because it felt a bit like, look, we've got real Twitch streamers here. Uh, and I only recognize these super popular ones because, like, they show up at the Game Awards. Like, I, I don't watch any of these Twitch streamers. I watch plenty of Twitch. I just don't watch any of these people. I watch, I don't know. Yeah, I don't watch Twitch, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But um, I'm not that into video game culture anyway. I mean, I it, play video games, but, like, I'm not that into that kind of thing. And I get that there's a defense for the references, even though I don't like them. And I know what the defense says. The defense says, well, it's kind of like Fortnite, how they've got like all this license stuff in there. And that's kind of what it's like sort of parodying. Is... Yeah, I've not played Fortnite, but the actual video game seems very much like like Fortnite. Yeah, it's like Fortnite meets Grand Theft Auto, I'd say, because the city feels more Grand Theft Auto-esque in the way it looks and sort of the things I you mean... can do. You brought up Truman Show, but I think this, or Ready Player One, but this actually gives me a lot of the Lego movie vibes. Oh, yeah, I can see that comparison, yeah. I mean, I, I did think there was a lot of Truman Show for sure, especially the, the further it went, I was getting more Truman Show vibes. There's even, like, a scene where he's out of the beach and there's, like, a barrier, and I'm like, oh, this is making me think of Truman, look out into the into the ocean kind of thing. Oh, Tara's cat's uh, doing kamikaze moves. <laughs> There's another cat trying to get into this room ah, where my cat is currently. Ah, okay. You okay, guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like, so I get what it's doing. I get that it's parodying Fortnite, but Fortnite is this juggernaut that has all these licensed things in that people can spend money on. And it makes jokes out of, like, you know, health pickups and, like, uh, DLC and paying money for skins and stuff like that. But I don't know, like, it feels kind of like... I don't know if it's got much of a point beyond just referencing them, where I'm not sure if it's, like, really saying anything about it. And even if it was, like, do I want to watch a movie that's about all the things in video games that I kind of hate? Like, I don't, I don't know if I want a movie about those. Like, I get, I get what it's doing with the character and how it's relating to the, the real people in the real world that it's telling the story about. And, the, the you know, the, the bones of that story's there. Like, I get what it's doing. It's functional, and it, and it works well enough. But um, I was never really into the tone of the movie or the humour, you know, like... Some nerdy guy in his, like, bedroom yelling at his mum not to touch his special sock. Like, I... Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> super cringe. Yeah. I mean, but I'm sure, like, the audience of this movie is more for Fortnite players, you know? Like, people from... Oh, like, 13-year-olds? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, like, 13 through, like, I don't know, 20-something like that. I don't know, kids love Fortnite, that's what I know. I know that there's obviously older people who play it, but I, I know Fortnite's a big hit with the kids. They do the dances from it and shit like that yeah yeah and like i said the, the humor in this for me is like 50 50 but i do like the um i like the vibe of the movie like i maybe it's the just vibe. the mariah carey song but like the <laughs> yeah it's got the movie's got a good vibe and like oh, i don't was... normally like R ryan reynolds but like i like his character in this because he kind of reminds mm. me of emmett from the lego movie who i also don't really like chris pratt but like i like emmett you know because he has that optimism and it's what you're saying it's, is, it's a is fun that, film. I think what you're saying is, is that Chris Pratt and Ryan Reynolds are perfect for generic white guy NPC. <laughs> yes. That's what you're saying, effectively. Like, they used to have a thing that made them special, but now they're just generic, yes. Yes, yes, he's a generic dude. Uh, yeah, actually, you brought up the music there. That's actually one of the other things that bothered me a little bit, was uh, it felt like a lot of, like, just kind of, like, really obvious. Like, those wrecking ball plays at one point. Uh, there's a song yeah, that I know. Yeah, it's used for a comedic beat, though, and it yeah. barely plays. 
but there's there's a song that plays that's that I know from like an episode of Lost, which it's got a big moment, and it's it's, it's that weird thing where, um, I don't know, it just it feels like this like uh, it just feels like this concoction of like media that's just all been put together and it, the story is at the center of it's functional like, i wouldn't say it's a bad movie just because i think it does function it's not offensive by and large but it's just it's got a lot of things that it just feel quite hollow to me and i just kind of by the end was like ah that was like a cgi vomit like blockbustery type movie with lots of references to things i don't know i just didn't I feel guess. anything for I mean, it i mean i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and defend or stand here because i have a standing desk i'm not gonna stand here and like <laughs> die on the hill for this movie or anything but like i don't know there's still room in my life for the occasional blockbuster um cgi vomit i mean i still go see the marvel movies every time they come out um <laughs> and you know i i can enjoy them and that's uh i don't know if, if i have a good time and there's like characters i enjoy watching and it's not like offensive or anything then it's not I don't know, maybe, you know, because my expectations were so low when I went and saw the movie, I was actually worried that when I watched it today, that not having that, that it was going to, you know, that illusion mm. would be shattered, and then I was actually watching a bad movie. But, you know, all the things that I liked, I still liked, and all the things I disliked, like Taika, <laughs> I still disliked, um, and the sock joke, yeah, was a pretty bad joke. But, yeah, it's still, like, I still have room in my life for a cheese ball blockbuster that's just eye candy, you know, like literal just colors on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I just, just find music. Like I, I, I'm all for blockbusters. I just wish they were more varied. I feel like there's there's too many similarities between them. I definitely don't feel the like fatigue of video game movies. I guess because I don't play enough of them to where I'm like this is not a it's not a thing that I'm annoyed by. Like, sure, the Twitch streamer stuff, like, I can't really, like, I understand why it's there, and it's there for the kids who, like, really are into that stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, it's just, it's kind of dating the movie and where it is, and it won't age very well because of it. But, you know, even I, my MMO video game experience is World of Warcraft. And when I mean say that, I mean, like, vanilla World of Warcraft for, like, two years, and that was it. And I still felt a lot of that while watching the movie. I was like, okay, like, these references kind of remind me of when I played an MMO back in the day and it's still kind of fun. I think that's my problem though is that a lot of the references are just kind of cheap pops. It's like, I feel like we're supposed to be like excited and impressed that they're referencing like specific little details from video games that people who play video games will all recognize but I don't necessarily know if it like adds to the story or makes much of a of a point, you know? Like I think that's why these types of movies so far haven't worked for me whenever they, they do them. Um, and you know, I'm sure at some point there will be a great movie about like a, a video game. Uh, you know, and I don't mean a, a movie based on a game. I mean like a movie that's set inside a game or is about making a game. And maybe there is one that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. But when I think of this in like Ready Player One, or I, I think of um, you know, even Wreck It Ralph, which is a nice enough movie, um, but it didn't live up to my expectations when it was coming out because like, I had all these. Oh, this sounds like a great idea. Like this character who like breaks out of his video game and starts like hopping around others. But it is kind of like a reference guys. fest. We are not bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't think any of them nailed it for me. And I think it is just too much about... Now, it's not even necessarily direct references. It's just, you know, referencing this type of things you see in video games. Uh, yeah. Like, that that sort of, like, overload of just, like, you know, text on the screen and him, like, noticing things. 
you know, I just, I didn't really get much enjoyment out of it. I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I think there's a story to be told here about a character who realizes that he's, that he's not in control of his own world. And maybe that is a little too Truman Show, but, um, and obviously the other thing you could maybe compare it to slightly, and it's not fair because the quality difference is like astronomical, but you know, like it's hard not to think a little bit of the Matrix when you have a character, you know, realizing that the world that he's in is not real. You know, well, even uh, they live. I mean, with the sunglasses and all that. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And you know, they live. Matrix, Truman Show, all much better. <laughs> all, all great movies to varying degrees. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's just fluff. It's a fluffy movie. It it's fluff. I'll, I'll never remember most of it uh, after, you know tonight <laughs> pretty much i'll be impressed i'll be impressed it's if probably remember much. W- way better than the added project or whatever the other vote option was that's i mean that's possibly true i don't know i really don't know uh but i mean yeah so that's that's the general feelings i think we have on it uh, just to go through some of the little details before we get into the the spoilers uh some of the casts obviously we have ryan reynolds's guy the npc we have jody Comer? Comer? Is it Comer? I mean, it's yes. Comer. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. That's why I hesitate. <laughs> uh, who I don't really know from anything, but she's... Uh, she's uh, been in the last duel. No, is she? And she's oh. Ray's mother in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. It took me a second to realize what you meant there. You said The Last Duel, and I thought you meant the last movie called Duel, not the movie called The Last Duel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh you yeah, haven't watched that yet but uh so she's in here is kind of like she's like one of the developers who feels that she's been ripped off by Taika Waititi who's like the the big wig corporate douchebag who's maybe stolen her code and her partner when they were making the game was uh played by Joe Carey from Stranger Things and he's like working for this guy but you know obviously uh, he worked with her previously and so he so that that pair and like uh, is kind of like our, our real world heroes that are going to like sort of blossom throughout the movie, uh, and then there's other characters though like a uh, guy's friend in the games, the security guard at the bank he works at, uh, and the the running gag being that there's literally like fifty bank robberies a day because that's just one of the missions that the players can do is they can do a, a robbery at this bank, so they just have casual conversations when they're like being held at gunpoint because it's just they're just so used to it it doesn't matter it's you know it's all uh, whatever. Uh, Chai and Tatum's got a small role that pops up a couple times. Yeah, it wasn't, I, I didn't remember that he was in it, and mm. like, it opens up with him. I'm like, God, that guy looks like China, Channing Tatum. I'm like, it's probably just a generic guy who looks like <laughs> generic Channing Tatum. No, it is. It is Channing Tatum. <laughs> it is him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny, because uh, uh, Joe Carey from Stranger Things is in it, but uh, the, 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 the kid in his bedroom with the sock, he's also an actor who's a small part in Stranger Things. So and the uh, Deadpool poster. I don't know, yeah, the Deadpool poster, yeah. 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 Uh so I'm sure it was in Ryan Reynolds' contract. Oh, I'm sure. I'm surprised there wasn't a Deadpool reference. I'm surprised there wasn't a Deadpool poster, a Green Lantern poster, and what else has he been in? Waiting. Van Miller two? Yeah, waiting. (laughs) (laughs) No, Van Miller one he was in. Van Miller two was not him. That shows you my opinion of Ryan Reynolds is I thought he was in the shitty sequel. Not that I think the first movie's any good, but I, th- I thought there was the movie and then he was in like, the director video sequel. He wasn't the star of the real movie, but he was. Yeah, oh, he definitely was, yeah. Yeah. 
So it was him and uh, Arthur Thespian uh, Tara Reid was in that movie. I've actually never seen it. <laughs> For some reason, it didn't appeal to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I thought it was stupid and dumb when I was a teenager, so I don't think it's probably going to hold up that well uh, with adult eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, barring that, I, you know, I didn't really... I mean, I noticed the, the, the songs they put in. I didn't really notice the, the score all that much or uh, anything like that. No, I can't really think of it either. I'm sure it was very action-y. Uh, I mean, this, yeah. this, the music choices were fun and poppy, so maybe there was some of that too. That debate fun a little bit, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Wait, not a fan of classic Mariah? I, I have no problems. It just, uh, I don't know. It, like I say, it felt like an AI generated the movie that included the soundtrack. It was just kind of like, here's a bunch of popular things all thrown together into a mush. Here's some popular media soup. Enjoy your dinner. Consume more content, buy more products. I felt like I felt like a character in the in the, in the live. I was I was like you know, but buy more products, consume things. <laughs> what it what it was it advertising? I guess Fortnite. Uh, just 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 things. Just yeah, here's but yes. Enjoy more Star Wars. Enjoy more Marvel things. Uh. I don't know. That's yeah. just, I thought that's how I felt. I don't know. I wasn't into it. That's, that's just spoilers. All right. Let's look at his spoilers for Free Guy. Um, so, yeah, the, the the gist of the the premise and the plot is that uh, we interest a guy and we start off just in his world where all these crazy things are happening around him, but he doesn't really address it. He just kind of goes about his day. He always gets the same coffee. He always says hello to the same people. He goes into the same job, and that's all that. Uh, but you kind of realize around here because they talk about the people with the sunglasses and I think it's not too long before you realize what that actually means like oh that's the players the reason why the ones with the sunglasses are so cool and have hot babes and are skydiving into cars and doing whatever they want is because they're the players in this video game and he's just an NPC Uh, so you get that idea and it all kind of changes when he sees Millie who's our, our female lead who uh, he thinks is cool and he's attracted to her and this kind of snaps him into a bit more self-awareness and he ends up stealing some glasses from a player the next day and starts to see all of the in-game world items that he couldn't see before and that starts him on this journey of you know leveling up getting better pursuing Millie uh, and realizing the world that he's in although it is quite a while before he realizes that or he's told that it's fake he doesn't necessarily understand that part until quite a bit later on yeah he just has this moment where he realizes that because he has the glasses now and he wants something more that he can be like the heroes maybe he can be a hero in yeah. this world not thinking that this is the only world yeah he, he, he's he, trying to you know move up a class <laughs> yeah i suppose uh, yeah, I guess you could argue there's some class commentary in here. I, I, I think it's kind of thin. In the same way that it kind of brings up, like, gun violence at one point and just as a sort of throwaway yeah, joke. That, I, it was kind of funny, though. It, no, I mean, the, the, the line, <laughs> like, you know, because he he's trying to convince all the other NPCs, like, there's a, there's a real world out there, and he's, he's got Melly standing, he's like, hey, Melly, in the real world, uh, how many bank robberies are there per hour? Uh, Hardly any. Basically none, yeah. Basically none. Like you know, once in a while it'll may happen, but basically none. 
uh, and how many, you know, like, tanks fall out of the sky, and he lists a few things, and he says, and yeah, in the real world, I bet there's not that much gun violence either, and she just sort of goes, uh, actually, no, that's kind of a problem, that's, that's, that's not very good. Uh, and, but the rest of the stuff, yeah, is not there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was like, it was almost like too much of a real dark point to make in the movie mm-hmm. that's otherwise so light. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, I was not expecting the, uh, the baiting social commentary there for a minute, but. And he kind of influences, like, other NPCs, like, you know, uh, like, he asks for something that's not just a, a medium coffee with uh, two sugars one morning, he asks for a cappuccino, and it freaks everyone out, uh, but then, in fact, he even makes a tank point at him as if it's going to, like, assassinate him for questioning the code, but that never comes up later, that he's changing things, it's not like he's, it's not like everything's trying to kill him later, it's almost just, just like a one-scene joke, but uh, we find out later that that barista has, through trial and error, learned to make cappuccinos because he inspired her. He uh, takes one of the the hot babes that's with a player and is like, you need to be with this guy. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I'd love to be with anyone. You're right. And we find out later from Joe Carey's character that she's written like a... Like a a blog post or something about the the patriarchy and like (laughs) is like writing... So it's this idea that his influence is spreading throughout the world. Uh, and there's a little bit of backstory that builds up to this because, like, the the characters who designed the code talk about how they wanted the characters to grow and evolve, and that's kind of because it's their original code within this MMO that was kind of created on top of theirs. That's why he's has grown. It's why he's become smarter, and it goes into all that stuff. So, uh, but honestly, the movie's really about them, like the the two real characters. I would argue, like, um, if anything, one of my complaints about the ending is that. Um, it has them like sort of like kiss for the first time. They finally, like, she finally realizes that Joe Carey's in love with her, and she goes and kisses him. And it's like this big moment in the screen. It cuts to black, and I thought the credits were going to start rolling, and it gave us like another scene of Ryan Reynolds like talking to his best friend again. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that, that scene wasn't needed. Like the movie ended. Like we're done. Yeah, especially once you realize that the movie's really about them, and you know, and their story, and their, you know them finding mm-hmm. each other at the end, which I actually th- do think is sweet. Like, I like the way that that was, you know, because the whole movie you're like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is in love with this girl who's, like, really too young for him. <laughs> and also, or, like, can't really be with her because she's... Or is he too yeah, young for her? He, he, she's, yeah, she's robbing the cradle. <laughs> He's technically four, as Joe Carey points out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... You know, and I, I do think that story is a little bit sweet. Like, there's a reason why he's obsessed with her specifically and, like, um, and how that comes about and the realization. Because even reason? when I watched the movie, I'm like, oh, these two are really cute. And, like, there's no re- way that they're not, like, attracted to each other, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, go on. Then what is the reason? Why 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 does Ryan Reynolds have all the same tastes and things that she does? Uh, because the other programmer who's in love with her um, has specifically programmed ryan reynolds to have this uh uh to be realistic so he gave him all of his um feelings for a real person and like and put them in this character well it was so, all like, hard likes and dislikes though right because he liked yeah. like, the same ice cream as her he likes the same like music music and, yeah it was all the stuff that came up as well and even the coffee order is her coffee order um and so like yeah yeah basic and, bland yeah so like person. when she goes to see when she goes to see guy at the end she's like i just need to see him again because i think i'm maybe like have feelings for a guy um and then he realizes like no the reason you have feelings for me is because somebody 
else is programmed me. So you have to find the programmer because they're. I'm just a love letter, basically. Like the, the, yeah, like that. That made sense to me. Like the mm-hmm. idea that he liked her, and that's why Ryan Reynolds' character had all these like tastes and things, and why he was so infatuated with her when he showed up. Because like it's literally like his dream girl. It's been implanted onto him, so that's mm-hmm. why it means something to him. That all made sense to me. The one part of this, and it's just a really silly thing, but it was really stupid to me. So, like two thirds or so into the movie. Joe Carey records like a like a video for her to explain like like he's he's trying to explain to her hey this like Ryan Reynolds code has become self aware and he's really smart now and he's he's like done a video with like the 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 data and stuff and like he's explaining that hey he's self aware and he's got all these tastes because I kind of based them on you and that's all you see of it at that point in the movie and that's fine but then at the end of the movie when this third guy that works with one of them is like sort of with them now he says you know you realize like he's like into you right and like or, or he says something to the guy she ends up after ryan reynolds says to her hey like i'm just a love letter like you know it's not me that's really in love with you it's someone else and uh, not knowing who he's talking about she watches like she just basically goes back to that video and plays the rest of it so yeah. i thought it was a little bit silly that the rest of that video was always there and she just never finished it the first time it was definitely un- unneeded because like we got it you know like the oh fact yeah that, yeah the fact that ryan reynolds character or guy is programmed with all of these things specific to her it's like and then when he says the line i'm a love letter I'm like oh like we all get it you know but I, I thought I, but else. my problem with it is it's not even just that she didn't finish the video the video literally has him say um he fell for you because i'm in love with you like he yeah, literally yeah, says exactly. that we, we, didn't need, we didn't need the extra help and, and i don't know why she would either yeah and it just felt silly that she, that she had just had never finished the video why didn't you finish it when he was explaining all this the first time it felt like all this information was really important at the time I mean, maybe it's not important really to the overall context, but you thought everything he was saying was important, so why wouldn't you finish it? I don't know. It just it felt a little contrived. Well, they were on a time crunch. I, it just felt really contrived to me. But yeah, I mean, their their whole thing though is that they built this game that wasn't supposed to be this violent game that was about the characters learning and evolving. And Tika Wutiti stole it, and yeah, uh, it was more of like a Sims game or like a yeah fantasy life game or something. Yeah, something with like that and. Uh, you know, a big part, and this is why I think the third act is just kind of a mush of like CGI effects. Is like the world's changing and crumbling, like the roads are coming up and like making a ramp and stuff like that. And it's all about Ryan Reynolds trying to get to the original code. Uh, and that's one of the things as well. It feels a little bit just kind of movie like bullshit. Is this idea that everything, all this original code and all this other stuff exists in the game as like a place you can go to, and like that'll prove that it's there, like. Some of it kind of makes sense when you think about because you know real video games do sometimes have like hidden levels that were like half designed and unfinished and they're just still in there for some reason that you can mm-hmm. find them if you glitch through a wall, like yeah. so there is a little bit of truth to that. But like the idea that there's also like a, a piece of data that the, the first half of the movie is about Millie trying to get to this data that proves that the code's in here and it's like in like the garage of like another player's like house with all of his stuff. And for some reason, this other streamer has this footage from inside the game that proves and shows that there's, like, the original code there. Like, there's just, like, it's, it's basically just MacGuffins. It's like, this is the MacGuffin of what will solve the plot, so we have to put it in there. But mm-hmm. it just it just feels like kind of yeah, magic I rather mean, than real it, game development, I, I you think know? it makes sense, like you said before, that, you know, the proof would be inside the game. Um, but the fact that it's an actual physical thing that the character has to find... 
and grab and carry and take to another place and yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's all just movie stuff yeah I mean, and even just the idea as well that like she's trying to find it by playing the game rather than you know just like like looking through the code or looking through the data like she's actually not i'm going to have a character who's leveled up and i have to be leveled up and have all the best guns in the game to solve this problem <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. like like i don't know so some some of the, the premise is a little bit weird uh if if you just know how games work in any like way you know like as much as it's like doing all these references to how games work there's a lot of things that don't line up with how games work and that's just one of those things yeah i don't know really how much like insight i have to offer on this movie it's so light and fluffy and I just don't really have... Like, obviously, there's other set pieces we could talk about. Like, when he first starts acting like he's not supposed to, uh, the developer, played by Joe Carey, and, like, another developer go into the world as cops because they can't just... Because they think it's a player who's, like, hacked the game or something that's doing things they're not supposed to. And they actually go in as cops to, to take him down. Which, again... Like, I get why this sounds like a fun idea, but it's also like, yeah, this is not how you deal with hackers. You don't go into the game as a character and chase them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no i mean but in warcraft like um you'll get notification you you would get notified through like text by somebody who was a developer you know sure sure. or somebody who's um part of the game i'm not quite sure what they're called maybe they're just called devs i'm not sure but you would get contacted by text uh, support staff um but that doesn't make for an exciting chase sequence where we're we're jumping up, uh, you know, buildings with our super jumper boots or <laughs> shoes that he has on. No, uh, it, no, that's true. I mean, it's this like where the Matrix part comes in too, right? Where they're trying to show everything that guy could do and he doesn't know how to do it yet. So. Yeah, and it's also they even done some Inception stuff where like the dev starts like using like God mode to like change the world around them, and it's like everything's shifting. You know, it it really just feels like it's, everything's too much. It's too, it's just there's not enough like sort of to like drown yourself in and sort of like uh, like understand the weight of the scene because anything can just move around and change and flip. I find that there's not a lot of like uh, real like weight or suspense to the action sequences. It's just kind of well, anything can just happen. It's all just happening so just uh, go with it I, I always just kind of feel like i'm along for a ride that i'm not really feeling much uh, momentum in i guess mm. whatever i get to stuff like that like i think in the matrix part of the reason why it works is that one it doesn't do too, anything too wild with the the world but is that the story's stakes are so goddamn high and it feels like it is really hard to like to win inside the the, the virtual world that it feels like there's a uh, well stakes yeah it feels like there's there's something like to fight for and that the characters can lose um and that's because it's naturally a lot lighter it doesn't really quite have that you know yeah i suppose i mean the stakes are that there is a a ticking time bomb in in essence right the world's going to disappear and all the characters will disappear mm-hmm. and there is an actual clock that you're watching well it has like a sort of it's got a multi-stage thing where he tries to rebuild everything so that'll reset him and it kind of does for a bit where he's, he, the guy doesn't remember anything and then uh millie wakes him up by smitching him and mm-hmm. we get again we get this ridiculous over the top slow motion kiss where the camera like goes around him and you see like his memories like coming out of the code or whatever it is uh again just this like vomit on the screen it's just like everything all the colors everything just you know 
play the song play the pop song yeah i mean it worked for wally and eve eva <laughs> well yeah i mean i think everything in this movie on like each thing on its own has worked in another movie better because it, because it's built up to those moments and because it feels more, more like payoff here he's like forgotten who he was for like i don't know 10 minutes of movie time and mm-hmm. we've already solved that problem uh you know because we have to have the big action scene where he fights some muscly version of himself that taika watiti's created like the the corporate like no we can do a better version of blue shirt guy we can do the one that's like arnold's body with ryan reynolds head on top uh he'll fight him for us which is where we get our star wars and marvel references because he uses captain america shield then he uses a lightsaber and every it cuts to the reactions of all the audience watching where they go oh my god is that a lightsaber <laughs> i hate that scene i hate it well people weren't upset about star wars yet <laughs> well except for the ones that hated the last jedi what do you mean yes yeah, this came out in like 2021 there's not been a star wars movie since this came out well, okay. I guess I, I don't remember when the Rise of Skywalker came out. <laughs> that was in twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, I don't know. If I, if I like Disney like self advertising, look at how cool our other properties are. <laughs> go go. Well, they know people love them, so go spend more money. And, on I them. mean. It's also a Fortnite thing, right? Where you can just use anything in yes. character. Well, that's why I said that. That's why I hate it. But this is, I know that's the critique. That's my, like, the counter argument to me is that, yeah, but this is what, just what Fortnite is. Yeah, I know. And Fortnite just looks like a mess of like, different properties thrown together into a game. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't play it. Neither do I. I mean, I don't like play a lot of like games. The, but... um, I do like that the the beefy Ryan Reynolds was not quite finished, so his dialogue it was just like is a sentence with the actual word adjective or catchphrase. Yeah, he just yells catchphrase at him, and then it cuts to Taika, and he's like, I, "Well, I haven't written the catchphrase yet, so it just says catchphrase in his dialogue." <laughs> he's like reading the stuff that's in parentheses, you know, yeah, to be added later. Yeah, uh, which uh, which is a funny gag, I suppose. Like, mm-hmm. like there's little ideas that are fine on their own. Um, I think it feels like a movie that needed a few more drafts where they kind of like like honed in on what they really wanted to focus on and like tell the story about because like yeah. I can see I can see there been a great story where it's this like AI creation that sort of learns enough about humanity to save the real characters or show them that they love each other. I think that could work. I could see a story about AI becoming self-aware enough and it's kind of cruel to have him in a world where he's just there to be shot whenever a player wants to. I could see that being an interesting you want, story. You want to go Westworld, the TV show on this? Yeah, it could be that. Like, I mean, I guess I'm saying is that I can, I can see like five or six different types of science fiction that I really like that this this could turn into, but it's not doing any of them because it just wants to be the light, like, kind of funny blockbuster. Yeah, this, I mean, this is for, you know, a specific range of, of people. Idiots. Age range. <laughs> yes, idiots. Idiot children. I guess. I don't know. I enjoyed it, so but I am kind of an idiot. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't don't make me feel bad. I'm just trying to crack a joke about children because they're awful. Don't make me feel bad, Dub. I mean, like, yeah, this movie is a lot of colors and a lot of noise and a lot of style, a certain specific style, right? Do you have ADHD? But that, but that this is, is the movie for you. But it, that is Fortnite. Everything I know about Fortnite looks like this oh, no, movie. Oh no, absolutely is. <laughs> Uh, so I guess it's not a surprise that this movie like just did not appeal to me at all throughout. I just it felt like 
throw everything at the screen and hopefully distract the audience enough that they'll be happy by the end. I just, I don't know, I felt a bit hollow to me. And it's a shame, because I really like Ryan Reynolds, but I like Joe Carey, like, he's, you know, he's great in Stranger Things. Um, you know, take it with T.E. He's young, he's, he'll have a career still. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll do other stuff, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he'll, 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 he'll do things. Uh, he'll, he'll play the younger brother to the, the guy, uh, from John Ralph, John Ralphio, who plays Sonic. He'll, he'll do his younger brother in a movie at some point, because they look a lot alike. Oh, do they? Oh yeah, there's, there's been jokes about how people think they look, look brothers Schwartz? and stuff. Yeah. Joe Carey's like his younger, more attractive brother. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's, that's what they look like. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... Like I'm failing you guys, I, I, I don't know what else I've got left to say. We're, we're barely past the 40 <laughs> minute mark of this review and I have nothing to, to offer you. I have no scenes that i want to talk about i have no analysis like all of the action scenes just kind of blur together in my head because it's all just like over the top like we have powers and we can do anything so i did enjoy when they first showed up as cops because i I thought they did a good job acting like like cops or at least joe carey did yeah i was gonna say the one in the bunny rabbit suit i don't know if he (laughs) no but it was kind of funny because that is also like just a random skin you can get for a video game to show them. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I'd like it more if just the jokes were better. Like, see, see if it was just consistently really funny. I don't think I'd care about it yeah, not like, doing all right the other things the, I want. Right from the start, too, like when Ryan Reynolds has a sip of coffee and he's like, it's like losing my virginity in my mouth or something. I'm like, that's, I don't know. Yeah, it's it really forced. Seems like a, yeah, like Joe, a Joe strange that, joke to make. Do you know what that line feels like? That feels like someone's trying to do a Tobias Spliff line, but just doesn't get why they're funny. Uh, so yeah. it just it sounds really forced. Well, also, you want to make this like a really innocent character, and he's talking about sex and a joke, and it, like right from the beginning, it's, I don't know, like it, it seems like it doesn't fit. You know? it, like I say, it feels, a, it feels a little try hard in places. Like It feels like Ryan Reynolds, honestly. Like we want, yeah. we want the edgy humor, but he still has to play this guy. So do your Ryan Reynolds thing, but also play. No, I think you're right. I think that clashes with like what, what a lot of the, other, the 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 movie is. And that's actually one of the things that felt a little bit weird to me with uh. So so the romance thing where he's really into Millie, and she eventually is kind of talking to him a bit more, and she doesn't realize he's not a real person. She thinks it's just another player playing the character. And eventually he says, you know, after he gets her some bubblegum ice cream, which, you know, she loves, obviously, because the reasons we've mentioned that he has all the same taste as her. And he is like, you know, I really want to kiss you right now. And she's like, wait, what? You really want to kiss me right now? <laughs> and she's like, well, if you know how to do that, go for it. And, like, it's funny a couple of times when it cuts to, like, the real her in the chair watching, like, the kiss. Like, is yeah, that... she looks so embarrassed, too, but she's, it, like, into it. <laughs> it does look funny, but, like, she, she's kind of... It did make me go, like... Yeah, like, was this actually, did she think she was, because after the kiss she says, hey, maybe we can even meet in real pers- real real life at some point, and I'm like, is the movie trying to tell me that, like, she's actually falling for another player in the game, and that she's already at the point where she's thinking, hey, maybe we could actually be a thing in real life. It felt, that felt really rushed to me. I'm like, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a, a cliche, but like, he could be an axe murderer, okay? You, you barely know this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's, if this is a person, we know it's not, but if this is a person playing this character, he's like, really like into the role he's he's cosplaying and you know doing the method acting (laughs) really well have you you played mmos 
Uh, not really. I mean, I've tried like one or two, like briefly. Oh, okay. But okay. I never. So you never had like a crush on someone that you played with? You didn't really know. No. Okay. Yeah, I totally have. <laughs> I guess it's more relatable to me. <laughs> okay. Well, I I did not uh I did not feel that. I, I will admit I did laugh a little bit when she's telling Joe Carey this, and this is the same scene where he points out that he's technically only four years old, and that's kind of creepy. But he's mm-hmm. like, wait, he, he kissed you in the game? But there's not even a button for that. And she just looks at me and goes, oh, he found the button. And I thought, okay. And this was the point where I'm like, okay, he's clearly into her. That probably stung. That probably hurt. That was like a dagger to this boy's heart. The poor boy is like, no, I love you. And you're falling for my AI creation. Oh. Cute. Yeah, I like the two of them. I, I thought, I mean, the fact that they're both beautiful and geniuses at the same time it's a little bit like it's a movie thing of course but um Uh but yeah i I thought their story was kind of sweet i enjoyed how it ended and it ends like and actually kind of a nice shot where they like go to kiss in the street and it cuts right away and i think that would have been the perfect point for credit for credits to kick in especially because it seems like we're getting the sequel (laughs) Do you know what it felt like? It felt like that really was the end of the movie, but like Ryan Reynolds, the star, you know, the star Ryan Reynolds said, no, but this is still my movie. I need to be in the last scene. Because mm-hmm. it, it felt like... Yeah, I don't it think would have been really tasteful if it ended that way. Yeah, it would have been feel like no, it was really about them the whole time, but I don't think mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form, either Ryan Reynolds himself or the people, the producers behind the movie, no, Ryan Reynolds is a star. It has to be about him. So he has to be in the last scene. Yeah, when he to... does like the love letter line, that should have been like, oh, this movie's not about him even though we thought it was and then you know it cuts to the real world and we see what happens there that would have been kind of sweet i guess what i really want from this movie there was never going to be this but like when we're clinging to that one idea i'm thinking Mm -hmm. like yeah i want like truman show meets her but the Mm -hmm. whole point is is that the the, her falling in love with the ai characters really just teaching her no i actually like i've got a connection with this real person and he just couldn't never say it to him because he's too much of a nervous. And I think that's the other problem is that we don't get enough of Joe Carey's character to really kind of like, you know, feel the sympathy for him that he, you know, maybe he is too nervous to ever like. He seems confident enough when he's around her. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like some guy who can't talk about things. But uh, well, if she's a business partner, maybe that's harder. I mean, maybe I guess I don't know. Like I feel like yeah, we could maybe flesh them out a little bit more so I could really care about like how this was a romance that should have been but never happened yet and. You know, there's some legit feelings there. and I guess. I do like that it's sort of a surprise. Like, maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but there is, like, a, a turn that happens where you're like, oh, this is, like, he's been in love with her the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I guess I, I kind of assumed there were a couple, like, and they broke up. Because even when they first showed them and being interviewed about their game from IGN, which, again, IGN, like, you actually see the IGN logo in the corner. Um... I actually assumed that they were a couple when they made this and then broke up. So if anything, I was more surprised when it started to feel like, oh, wait, they were never a thing. That This is something that never happened. I assumed they were a couple. And then as the movie played out, I was like, oh, okay, they never were. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I had that same feeling, but I don't um, remember what it felt when I watched it the first time. Oh, sure. I I think I was just expected it to be with them reconciling and getting back together rather than, oh, no, he never admitted that he cared for her. So this is like... Oh no, I wasn't falling for Ryan Rail. I was falling for Steve from Stranger Things this whole time. Like an entire generation of people have, uh, might we add. People oh, love Steve. I don't watch that show, so I don't People know. love Steve. They think he's a sweetheart. He's, uh, he's got great hair. 
he starts off as a dickhead in season one, but then he really has some growth and he becomes like the best babysitter ever as the seasons goes on. <laughs> Very good. He's great. Stephen Dustin for life. But, uh, yeah. See, now I just want to talk about Stranger Things because it's more interesting in this movie. <laughs> well, you've got the wrong audience because I've never <laughs> seen it. I mean, that's not true. I have seen the first season, but when it came out and I was, I just thought it was okay. <laughs> <sighs> Baffling It's not for me. Baffling. Ah, uh, dear. Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting comparison to be made, uh, actually, because Stranger Things obviously does reference a lot of things because it's set in the 80s and it's kind of about being in that, that yeah, window of pop culture. it came out before people realize that they don't want that anymore. No, no I think that's being reductive. I don't agree with that. I, I think it does it differently. It genuinely does, because it's not just about popping things up for a quick reference and then moving on. Like the whole the whole point of Stranger Things is that a lot of the the the, the plot in the seasons actually is kind of like all imagining different types of movies from that time period. You especially see a lot of aliens in season two. Season three has a lot of uh, like more giant monster stuff. And there's a lot about Terminator in there. Season four has a lot more Nightmare on Elm Street kind of coming in. Like the whole point of it is that it's kind of a homage to the way stories were told then, and then the references feel kind of natural to things when they come up. Um, is it a little overly referencing? Yeah, maybe. But in this, it's like, like a machine gun. It's just like fire and references at you like over and over again. Yeah. At least it's mostly modern day stuff, though. Which makes sense if it's like Fortnite. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah. I, I, but, uh, I, mean, I, I compare them because I'm not saying that just because something references something else is instantly at fault. Like, I think there is a way to, for it to feel natural and do it. Um, and I don't think that this makes me think more of Ready Player One, where I'm just kind of like, here, remember this thing? Remember that? Isn't it cool we brought up this because you know this thing? Did you like the the commentary about how Taika wants to make a Free City Two because the only thing that matters is IP and sequels, and not nothing original? I mean, I obviously I agree with what the movie's kind of saying there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think this movie feels like it's like this. You know, this doesn't feel like some like passion art house project that was made outside the studio system. This feels like it's a product of the same world that it's critiquing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least the game that whatever the or- original game is um, that they go to doesn't look like it has any reference to anything. Uh, true. Yeah. Which is what the world really wants to play. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if I'm playing a game, I want the game to be its own thing and, like, make me care about it through its storytelling and through its, uh, you know, gameplay and stuff like that. Um, I don't want to play a game and just be like, oh, it's cool because, it, you know, you can get a t-shirt with uh, uh, Mickey Mouse on it or something, you know? Um, look, if any movie we watched at a time recently was going to bring out the, the jaded, cynical... Like, I'm sick of the current system <laughs> attitude in me. It was going to be this movie. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what are you going to rate it? Are we done? I guess. Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. I really I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to go into any more cynical talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to either. And honestly, like, 
I, I think it's a, a bit of a condemnation of the movie that there's very little in it that I feel like I want to talk about. Not even for, like, bad reasons either. Like, at least when you watch a bad movie and there's, like, somebody is, okay, like, how did it mess up this? And how did it mess This is just really bland. Like, ultimately, I feel. I feel like it's really hollow and bland. And all of the action scenes just kind of blur together for me. And, uh, you know, it's two hours long. Um, I, you know, I did feel that. I was, I was kind of... Not that I think... Like, I think that the story this has deserves two hours. I don't think it's, like, too long in that sense. But I just, like, because of the way the pacing and the action works, I just, I felt just, like, oh, I'm like, come on. Can we, can we move on? Can we, can we finish, please? Uh, so. There are definitely scenes that I was ready for them to be over. And most of the time it was, like, had to do around trying to find the, the thing in the, the place MacGuffin. and whatever. Yeah. We have to get the MacGuffin or we have to get to the MacGuffin place. So we have to do this or that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it feels like a, a just a series of fetch quests and mechanics, which I guess is what a lot of video games feel like. So maybe that that translates, but uh, I don't find them fun uh, in either format. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to, I was kind of building up to my rating, and then I realized I don't go first; you go first. So yeah, but you said you like you said what you how you felt about the movie first. So maybe you should re- do your rating first. Okay, it's a 5 out of 10. <laughs> I'll give it a 6.5. <laughs> That's fair. I think, it's, I think it's expensive and cheap at the same time, and there's still room in <laughs> my life for that, so... <laughs> there's some poetry to that, no matter how much money they spent on it, it still feels really cheap. <laughs> there's some poetry. Uh... Yeah, I just, I just wish that it did something to make me care about what was going on more. And it's not that the concepts I don't like. Like, you know, we, I referenced maybe, maybe like 10 movies over the course of this review of things that it reminded me of, like Horror, uh, Truman Show, Matrix, like, a lots of movies, they love you brought up, like, all these great movies mm-hmm. that, you know, all these, like, parts of this kind of remind you of, and they're all better than this. Uh, yeah, I'd say, so. you know, start with the Lego movie and then watch Free Guy. <laughs> yeah i'm not that hot in the lego movie either to be honest so maybe there's just i don't know although yeah, i think lego that was probably really impressive that, that was better than this from what i remember but i i i kind of remember feeling like i forgot a lot of that movie quite quickly as well so uh maybe i'll revisit it at some point but hey uh yep. all right well okay one of our shorter episodes in a while really oh yeah did feel short <laughs> we're at an hour what are you talking about most of we our still, episodes are like 90 minutes cut out because my dog was throwing up in the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it actually be slightly under an hour by the time i edit uh the the interruptions out uh but anyway yeah that's that's free guy it, it's eh it exists so i i go back to what i said at the start i let i legitimately went into this thing because it was a netflix movie it felt like a netflix movie so when you corrected me i was like wait what you can't be right it was a netflix movie it felt like a netflix movie it was a netflix movie to its core what are you talking about um I, no netflix has is a different category of movies for me yeah, felt netflixy to me i don't know maybe a slightly bigger budget but it felt netflixy anywho you can do better, Taika. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I want to forget <laughs> this movie ever existed. Uh, so, oh, do we have to do the second one when it comes out? Probably. Oh. If you're going to make me watch trans- the new Transformers when it comes out, <laughs> then yeah, I'm going to make you watch the new Free Guy. 
I had more fun talking about Transformers in this movie, though. I mean, Transformers is... Yeah, but I'm not going to have fun for the next Transformers. <laughs> oh, watching it, sure. But I think the conversation will be more fun than the conversation for this was. I'm not looking forward to that. There's stuff to get mad about. There's going to be stuff to, like, rip apart and, like, yell and, like, feel passionate about. Not for the right reasons, but you'll feel passion. I felt no passion in this. All right. Are we doing something next time? Well, we don't know yet because we've not, we've not picked what our first 80s movie for 80s season is yet. But we're doing an 80s season. We we're doing an 80s season. Yeah, so there'll be 80s movies. Uh, and in no way it was picking an 80s season the way to stall doing the Transformers sequels for a little bit. That, that, that was not the intention at all. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. We have like a a small window of getting this Transformers It, it does done. mean we have to do two through five in a shorter time span after 80s season is done. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there is like a, a flip side to this this delay but uh yeah so uh with uh, there's going to be a couple of exceptions uh because i think 65 comes out during the 80 season period and obviously we'll be doing alien resurrection for alien day but other than those two episodes it'll be all 80s movies for the next couple months so look forward to uh to all that and uh yeah well you'll see what the first one is next week um yeah and it wasn't an 80s vote but the next patreon vote winner uh we actually had an 80s movie win anyway, so that fits into the season. Yay! Very nice. Yeah, Night of the Comet one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't so. seen that, so I've been looking forward to that. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Free Guy was a forgettable, bland uh, CGI vomit movie. Uh, I'll never remember anything in it. Thank you very much. I mean, it was kind of fun. It was all right. Like, it wasn't the worst thing ever. Like, I'll, like the reason why I gave it a five is because the basic story beats that it's trying to tell, you know, there's some merit there. There's at least some messaging that it's trying to do. Like, I, I kind of get what mm -hmm. it's going for. I just don't think it ever, like, makes any of it that exciting or interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Five, five, five out of ten. Anyway. That's the Atomic Summer Experiment. Thank you very much to our Patreon producers for the month. I will thank Tyler Hess and the Palisades, David Sharp, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Al Tradesman. And thank you to all of our patrons and supporters. Uh, obviously, at the $3 tier and up, you get access to the bonus episode every month. At uh, the $5 tier and up, you get access to Ace Meltdown, which is just me and Tara talking about what movies we've been watching that month and uh, doing a little sci-fi quiz uh, for each other. So uh, if you want the bonus content and then obviously some other goodies as well for other shows that we do on Mail Fuzz Movies, uh, head over and support us and get some content. But you can also support us for free by simply liking, subscribing, rating us on iTunes or where you get your podcast from and just sharing us around uh, we're at Screams Midnight on Twitter, and of course you can, uh, you know, just look forward to more episodes and things. Hell so, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, we never mentioned why there was a week off. Uh, Tara was moving house. You could probably, if you're watching the video version, you can see a different background. I meant to bring that yep. up at the start. Eh. I forgot. Oh well. Here we are. Only, only the people who who really love us, who wait till the end, get the get the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, it's the perfect cherry on top of uh, one of our worst ever episodes, I find. So, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I don't think so at all. <laughs> I think the movie was too bland to have any kind of interest in discussion, but maybe people enjoy that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think our Transformers episode was great. I had a great discussion with you. I think we were having fun. There was mocking of the stupidity. This was... Eh. <laughs> this, this was Larry David making a noise and curb enthusiasm for 60 minutes. Eh. <laughs>
Well, let's pick a good one for 80s then. Uh, don't test. That's just testing me. That's I'm going to pick the worst possible thing I can find. Now. But you know I love it. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone. We always appreciate it. Keep watching sci-fi and computer at Salsa.